Hello, everyone. Hello. We're, we're back. We're back with spicy chats. Yeah. Etc. Etc. It's been been a little minute. It's been Lydia's a while. Been frolicking in the South Island. I actually haven't existed for a couple of weeks, and I'm back, which is delightful. And I'm existing, and there's construction behind us. So, if you can hear the lobotomy that's actually happening, the construction's a cover up. Then you know why. <laughs> <laughs> why there are noises going around outside. So, what's our topic today, Sask? Oh, today we are delving into the world of, I called it fashion faux pas, um, nice. but pretty much just fuck ups that the fashion industry continue to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to get into. Yeah, really. And this all kind of started because we saw Balenciaga. Well, actually, I guess it's really started with like early 2000s um, with the introduction of like homeless fashion because this guy for Christian Dior was, I don't know. No, John Galliano for Christian Dior created this couture line Mm. in the early 2000s because he was inspired by homeless people on Venice like Venice yeah. Beach, which is disgraceful. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much just like this insane trend that seems to be getting more and more apparent at the moment, especially with celebrities, but like high peasant fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's look at Yeezy. Oh, God. Like, I'm going to pay $3,000 for torn up clothes. Yeah. It seems like an it's, absolute fuck up. And I mean, it is because, you know, a lot of the people that they're inspired by, like, would that's just what they have to wear because that's what they can afford. And they're not thinking about luxury fashion. They're thinking about warmth, durability. Mm. Like, how am I going to stay safe and comfortable versus let me sit for a photo shoot in my beige on beige outfit yeah in a house that is obviously not my multi-million dollar mansion and just pretend we're living this more poor life like yeah i have not enjoyed that at all the rise of the poverty fashion um and also yeah i feel like it's really someone has termed it quite similar to cultural appropriation where instead of cultural Mm. appropriation they're actually just glorifying struggles and so i was doing research because i'm obviously unhinged and um veblen thorstein wrote this essay in 1925 which is fucking crazy Um, and he called it the theory of the leisure class and literally the leisure class was considered um a class that didn't have to work for a living and so even in the 1920s people in the upper class were doing what was considered like poor people behavior but because they weren't surrounded with poor people things or um like whatever they were excused from partaking in these activities which you know we've fucking seen so oh yeah that's just kind of what happens and it's also said that this is 1925 i cannot believe it that um, the leisure class, and I quote, I'm like paraphrasing, but this is what it said, they're not privy to the same exclusion from employment as people from a more diverse background. Yikes. Oh my God. And that's based on like clothes and like what you wear and like what you're surrounded with. 
So that's a fuck up. Homeless chic. Yeah, I love. Oh, yeah. There was an article that I read, and someone called it cosplaying as poor. Oh, I like that. And I thought that was so fantastic. Not fantastic that it's happening, but just such a good way of discussing why it's problematic because at any point they can step out of that aesthetic that they've taken and go back into their glam and like their riches yeah like soft cushy yeah living which you know not everyone can and the people who are they are taking the look from definitely can't and then there's that whole thing of people taking like low-paying work uniforms Mm. and trying to make them trendy like the whole postal service lines and like outfits that are clearly based on mcdonald's uniforms like it's just in what world are we and like talented designers taking that and deciding that that's theirs yeah to build on taking inspiration from the working class yeah and we think about um i actually have something open from the jezebel that i was Mm. looking up in particular like obviously in relation to homeless chic and the evolution of it um and fucking tyra banks has done some horrible shit so are you ready are you ready for the it's a bit of a it's a quick list but i'll keep it short yeah (coughs) so she she obviously had the Tyra show or something yeah. and she pulled a large number of stunts and everyone was like, oh, whoa, she dressed in a bikini and was like, kiss my fat ass. Does that mean she's exempt from being a bad person? No. Anyway, <clears throat> she was on this like quest for empathy, really. And she used other people's suffering and her own suffering as a way to further her career, as mm. we know. Um, in 2006, around the kind of time that we saw Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen start doing a lot more of that like baggy ripped kind of fashion. And at the time they were huge in fashion. I remember looking up to them. Oh my God, yeah. The Olsen twins forever. So in 2006, um, young Tyra Banks decided to dress up as a day, dress up as a homeless woman for a day. What? And she, yeah. What? Yeah, so she did a lot of research on the homeless epidemic in this country and I came across these crazy terrifying facts. Whoa, crazy, who would have thought? Um, she learned how crack is sold and smoked from two homeless teenagers. And then she returned to this theme of homelessness in 2008 when cycle 10 of her modeling TV show, the mm. America's Next Top Model, she had the contestants pose with real homeless women for a poverty themed fashion shoot. I just, <coughs> I don't even know if I have words for how insane that is. It's just like, they're not. You know, would, how, how much would they be getting paid for that yeah. shoot? Like, yeah. will they be credited in the shoot? Like, it's just insane to me that people are so okay. It was like the same, like when I was doing some reading and I came across, who was it? I'm going to find it. Oh, yeah. Cezanne. Oh, no. Used a Mexican woman on, like, location for their photo shoot. Oh, and no. they paid her $10. For the whole shoot. The whole day. And including, like, everything? Like, the whole billboards, everything? Everything. Oh, my fucking God. They paid her $10. I think she was just there, and I'm sure they probably thought, oh, this lady matches with our aesthetic of the photo shoot that we're going for. So they pulled her into the shoot, 
gave her ten dollars and were like, "Cool, on your merry way." What? Like, okay, what the the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what? I find I find all this stuff really interesting because this is when I think this must have been pre global financial crisis, right? Where people were really Surely. living in like opulence. They were living like the dream life, the glitz and the glam. Yeah, and. I remember when we were talking about the Kardashians podcast, mm. how their rise to fame kind of came at the same time that everyone, like they were the first re- like famous people, right? Like first like influencers, yeah. famous people. And how their rise to fame came alongside when everyone was losing their wealth. But before that, people were living lavishly as fuck. I remember the like late 2000s, people would be like, oh yeah, I just bought this from like Abercrombie, even though it was probably thrifted or yeah. they... I don't know, some of my friends might have stolen it. Who knows? Um, TBC. <laughs> don't, don't tell the police. Don't, don't hold me accountable to that. But I, I remember that everyone was living a very lavish lifestyle. And it's when those like big Gucci bags that if you that had like Gucci all over it and same with Louis Vuitton, that that was like... Oh, it was like the big monogram movement. Yeah. When everyone was just really obsessed with monogram everything. Like Von yeah. Dutch, Ed Hardy, like oh my God. Louis just everything <laughs> monogrammed yeah just being like yes here is the brand i am wearing it yeah rather than being like here is this amazing creation yeah that someone has designed and a t- like production team have brought to life yeah it was like slap a logo on it we gucci put it on <laughs> nice that was a good Thank one <laughs> take that one to the bank um so yeah i find it really interesting that we've got these the homeless chic, the cosplaying as poor, and the the massive in, incredible wealth that people were putting on display prior to the global financial crisis. Yeah. So do you want to what What's another fashion faux pas? Oh, I mean, we can talk about my favorite brand. Yeah, Dolce and Gabbana. Oh, I've heard of those. Discuss. Oh, yeah, they for me they're probably like one of the pro- most problematic brands in the fashion industry okay like i don't even i mean they are designers but i am hesitant to even give them any credit towards that because of how many dumb things they've done and okay oh god so i'm where do we begin well yeah exactly where do we begin there was i think what really put them in the like on the map for being shitty people was when they did a campaign with um an asian woman freaking gorgeous of course yeah um and they had her eating like different foods with chopsticks so like eating spaghetti with chopsticks or like trying to eat a pizza with chopsticks so there were all these things that was like like she looked beautiful but it was like it came across as though because she did things a certain way in her culture she was stupid and couldn't do them like apply the same thing to other cultures but was still Uh. trying because that was like what was ingrained in her and it just like the I think it was sort of like undertones of racism and then I think the more it got talked about everyone was like holy fuck this actually isn't okay yeah to be mocking someone's culture and it's kind of like a it's like a bit of a fuck you 
yeah. to yeah. her because it's just like, oh, you can't do all of these things, but you're trying to and you look silly, which was just honestly so, so stupid. They've done oh, – I'm trying to think of what else. There was something else. I'm actually just going to like quickly have a little Google because they. I think they went on a tyrant – about not wanting to do their fashion show somewhere. Oh, no. In the yeah. meantime... Oh, sorry. Found it. Good. So, so they actually sued, and this is where I have got a lot of really good slash really bad information from. Perfect. As Diet Prada, like one of my favorite accounts on Instagram because they just document all of the reasons oh God, why yeah. a lot of brands and celebrities and influencers are terrible which i thoroughly enjoy same we love it yeah so they ended up they actually ended up suing diet prada for defamation did they win it is honestly i can't see whether they won okay so these were the posts that she posted and this was between Stefano and who was like the director and one of the people who works at Diet Prada they were obviously asking him what was going on about the video he says it was deleted from Chinese social media because my office is as stupid as the superiority of the Chinese it was by my will I never cancelled the post and from now on all the interviews that I will do International, I will say that the country of, and then like a million poo emojis is China. And you are also quiet that we live very well without you. China, ignorant, dirty smelling mafia. You then, ha ha ha, you think I'm afraid about your post. What the fuck? All, yeah, all the world. And this is just Dolce and Gabbana. Like, this this is is just Dolce and Gabbana. This is Stefano Gabbana. Like, literally, just. So he's like the man that he brings in the whole China dog thing. Oh my God. Like genuinely just if the Chinese feel offended by a girl who spells pizza or pasta with chopsticks means for those Chinese feel inferior, then it's their problem, not ours. The whole world knows that the Chinese eat with chopsticks and that the Westerners with a fork and knife is this racism. Racism, you're not comfortable with the brain. And then, so you are racist because you eat dogs. Oh my God. Okay. So Dolce and Gabbana have consistently fucked up. Consistently. And this was before they were meant to do their runway show in Shanghai. Oh my God. Which they then cancelled. What the fuck? Yeah. Dolce and Gabbana, you sack of fucks. Like, literally, I just, I really, it's one of those things that I really struggle to see people still buying supporting the brand at all yeah and like surely like surely you should know and this you know it hasn't really been like a quiet thing in the, but maybe that's because i'm quite ingrained and interested in what happens in the fashion industry but to support someone who's that vile yeah and that racist and would quite happily send a random person comments with those like extreme racist calls like so extremely racist being like 
we all know how to eat with a knife and fork and Chinese people eat with chopsticks or all Chinese people eat dogs. Like, it's just mind-blowing. Speaking of, I actually just found, I remembered something that went through Tumblr. Mm. Um, And I remember when, like, Abercrombie and Fitch was huge and then the CEO basically said, fat chicks can't shop at my store. Do you remember that? I think I do. I... Where can I find it? So, okay. So anyone... Okay, so this was an article in 2013. So this is kind of when it peaked. Mm. Um, anyone who's been to Abercrombie and Fitch in the last few years has probably, not, has probably noticed that they don't carry XL or XXL sizes of women's clothing because they don't want overweight women wearing their brand. But remember, like, bodies come in all shapes and sizes, so if there's no XL... Like, it might just not fit someone's, like, thick legs, you know? Yeah. Um, so that happened, and he stood by it. And he was like, no, I don't want other people, I don't want larger people shopping at the store. I don't want them representing the brand. It's just phenomenal to what? me. What? That I mean, and I think that's another issue that I'm seeing in fashion is a lot of trends coming back that are really problematic yeah problematic and just like niche with who can wear them like the Mew Mew the recent Mew Mew line with that like that fucking micro skirt the tiniest skirt I've ever seen in my entire life like it is so small and I'm like who who is this for like this is not an inclusive piece of clothing it's like the low rise jeans with the g-string being pulled out like again not inclusive so many little tiny cutout tops oh god that just like would not cover like my tiny little boobs (laughs) so like if it's not going to cover me then who is it going to cover because i'm flat chested yeah it's just yeah that and i feel like there have been other examples of that over the year like yeah if you don't fit into the clothes that we're selling in the store then we're not selling for you yeah pretty much that sentiment like go get fucked go to a bigger woman's store yeah yeah so in 2000 and look this guy the ceo i'm not even going to give him a name because he doesn't deserve it but he said people who wear abercrombie and fit should feel like they're one of the cool kids and that kind of leans into that whole problematic stereotype that the cool kids are skinny the cool kids are rich the cool kids are elite it's all very i don't know 1925 economic theory of the leisure culture yeah. or the leisured people. It's it sounds insane. ridiculous. I also just saw that thing on Diet Prada with these Balenciaga shoes. Oh my fucking God. You should look at the shoes. Oh they no. are completely ripped. This was posted on the 10th of May. All right. Um, oh, oh, I did actually see this today. Derelict. Oh my God, that's right. Zoolander. That entire, yeah. that line from Christian Dior influenced part of Zoolander, which is now like, it's like a cultural icon like blue steel it's blue steel everyone knows blue steel it's just what the fuck are these shoes would i buy them no i would rather buy some converses and like rip them myself i would rather i don't know i wouldn't stick a fork in my eye like honestly i just don't i don't understand and i just it really pisses me off it's something i actually get really angry about I'm like, what gives you the right to take something that is happening because of someone's situation? Yeah. And like glorify it and put it at a price point that most, like even normal people, not like people in poverty, could never afford. Fuck no. And they've decided to commodify it. 
Oh my god, you're right on Mew Mew. Oh my god, some of these, like... Who, who are these made for? Literally, who are these made for? Who would they fit? I think of any... Oh my god, those tiny little jeans. If anyone it's just sat down, your entire... Like, the two flaps would be touching the seat. And imagine that on, like, a public bus. Oh, God, no. But that's the thing. It's like, I just... We should be moving on from this. Yeah. We we really should be. Yeah. And we know enough about... I mean, it's, like, the cultural appropriation thing and the whole, like, stealing of youth culture, like, has been a big thing. Where it's, like... You know, they're taking, like, the street look, but then it's, like, real high-end designers who mm. have never really worked like that before, like, Louis and Prada and Gucci. They're just like, oh, we'll just take a sneaker, chuck our logo on it, and, like, appeal to, like, the streetwear trend. Yeah. And it's just, again, it's just, like, trying to spread out so much to get more consumers, but yeah. then also, like, taking other people's style like there are a lot of higher end streetwear designers so these big luxury like boutiques yeah coming in and taking that is also taking away from other people's actual design yeah and design and art is intellectual property like if someone's created it that is by law intellectual property yeah i'm just sorry i'm just looking at some of the um the the y2 the Diet Prada things? Yeah. yeah. Literally. And those Mew Mew things are terrible. Literally, if you are not following Diet Prada, do it. It is. We are not sponsored. And no. I'm just obsessed. They're great. They're so good. I actually just... Oh, my oh. God. Kim Kardashian. That's so yikes. 12 weeks ago, Brussels, Belgium, um, African hairstyle with a picture of Kim. Yeah. What? That's so yikes. Yeah. Oh my god. I am overall quite stressed by. Oh no. Bottega Veneta celebrates Chinese New Year by making traditional red packets yellow. Yep. Why would they do that? Yeah. Why? Seriously, why? The Gucci Adidas tracksuit? Like. Oh no. Insane. It's like pretty much the same thing. Like. At a glance, you would think that that was Adidas. And it's it's just that kind of shit. Like, oh, the Proenza Schuler one. That was disappointing because I really like Proenza Schuler. But, you know, they took a lay and made it $1,500. Oh, my God. Like, $1,500 US dollars. That was inspired by, like, a Hawaiian lay. Oh, yikes. Actually, one that was in a museum. Oh my fucking god. So there was god. one that was in a museum and they took that and were like inspired by it and inspired to sell it for $1,500. Okay. The worst, the worst part about this is that they actually got in contact with like people, native Hawaiians to sort of like try and go about this in the wrong way. I mean in the right way, but then they stopped <laughs> communications with them and release the product anyway. So oh. there was like no final sign off like from the people whose culture they are taking and putting a price tag off. There was like no final like, yes, we're okay with this or like, yep, here's the go ahead. So they opened a dialogue to be like, okay, we're gonna go about this the right way. And then just stopped. Oh no. Like, 
you have to follow through if you've already like it's almost worse oh fuck yeah because you've asked for that input to like try and do things in a good way and then you just stop talking to them like at Mm. least i don't know at least i'm not i'm not defending him but you know like stefano gabbana just straight up asshole the yeah. whole way through. Yeah. Like, not a single piece of him cares yeah. about other cultures or what they're taking from them or how they're degrading them. But I think to... It's almost, like, more sneaky yeah. to be like, oh, we're going to, like, oh, have that conversation. Or like, oh, we had talks. Like, meh, meh. Yeah. Like, it's a good marketing ploy, really. I mean, it is until they realize that everyone on the internet has receipts. Everyone finds out everything. Yep. Speaking no of, hiding. do you remember? So there's two things. The first one is Victoria's Victoria's Secret. When they did um, quite a few of their shows, quite a few years in a row with the Native American Indian headdresses. Oh my goodness, yes. Oh my god, and they it was like their showstoppers, and they I don't know I don't know if they were aware, but they still at the time had like a few diverse models as in mm. they were still skinny but they had a different skin color from the traditional white yeah adriana lima miranda kerr kind of thing yeah but then they had all of these very white girls come out with their native american indian headdress without actually getting anything signed off and i only know about this stuff because of tumblr because yeah. it was huge on tumblr this stuff it was. like social justice was huge on tumblr because it is political and i know that there's like a line where there's like a keyboard warrior or a social justice warrior but fuck some stuff is just not okay yeah see i feel like i remember the tumblr days of like and it's probably just the side of tumblr i was on but like everyone was sharing photos of a lot of white girls mm. and like that native american a huge headdress because it was trendy yeah um, cultural appropriation like, it was today. real real trendy i can't speak it was real trendy on that side of tumblr because people were just like oh wow cool and like sharing photos of all these gorgeous models yeah and the headdresses in like no clothes and then a real big headdress yeah and it is striking because it's like beautiful but it's also not okay to like take someone else's culture and be like sup this is mine yeah i'm profiting off this yeah hey look you get none of the cuts i'm gonna sell a photo shoot or sell clothes or like sell my magazine or sell more tickets yeah. to my runway. Yeah. But I'm going to do that on the back of your culture and something that's like ingrained in your life. I just want to say the background has been horrific. Today's background of the construction site has legitimately just been like a roaring in my head. It's a been roaring. a really big struggle. I'm really, I hope no one can hear it. I'm so sorry for the quality of this podcast from my perspective because Jesus fucking Christ, I don't think I've done a very good job. Yeah, it's, no, it's alright. It is, it is what it is. We do what we have to do under the conditions <laughs> which we are given. Yeah. Um, so have you heard of the controversy around Emma Chamberlain at the Met Gala? I actually haven't. So, she is obviously like she's a delight i really like her and she's really aware of like social issues as well like emma chamberlain she's perfect gen z material it's fucking back the sound this bit's not nice what if they can hear it oh well that's future us problem yeah so 
she went to the Met Gala, obviously looked amazing. She said, I love you to Jack Harlow. Which we all love. <laughs> like, love who ya. wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't? He's such a delight. Love you. Love you. Mm. Oh, um, so good. But she wore a diamond necklace that once belonged to, and I don't want to, I'm going to butcher the name. So mm. I'm going to try my absolute best. Maharaja Bupinda. Oh. Um, and he was part of the Punjab, he was part of Punjab in North India. And although her social media pages has attributed the piece of jewelry along with her diamond tiara and earrings to Cartier, mm. but that actually belonged to him. Oh dear. And I, she must not have known. I think she said oh. it was like thrifted or something, but that also made TikTok and it oh, made, no. um, that guy that goes, hello there. Yeah. And yeah. That guy. I don't know his name. Um, so it's a, oh my God, it was a priceless artifact that was stolen during British colonization <gasps> of India. Oh God. Oh no. And it was stolen from colonial Southeast Asia. So, sorry, South Asia. So like she obviously didn't know. Yeah. She obviously didn't know. And a lot of people, I've heard that some people have been really angry about Kim wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress because Kim wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress is like whatever and she obviously had a really terrible diet to go with it and that is a piece of American history but Marilyn mm-hmm. Monroe had a really I don't know I, I feel for Marilyn Monroe but I, I I feel like this is significantly more pressing yeah I think oh it's such a shame when someone who probably has no clue yeah like fucks up yeah and I think I always think, you know, you can have, like, at least one. Yeah. You can have one as long as you learn and, like, carry on And apologize. Yeah. Yeah. And apologizing, just being like, oh, I had no clue. I take full responsibility. I don't know. Maybe do something. Like, donate. Like, support a charity or, like, bring charities to light because she has a massive following. Like... Do something that might like at least start to repair what has happened oh god but, oh that's it's really bad it's really really bad and um okay mm, no i thought it was that so many people have felt there's a dark history attached to it of misplacement and later being found years later by an auction house Yikes. I mean, yeah, there is, and I would imagine there'd be so many artifacts that are the same. Fuck yeah, the that, the British. Yeah, Yikes. like there just would be, and it, oh, it's such a hard situation because if you just end up getting given these pieces to wear, how could you fucking know? Like, You'd have to you trust your stylist. You wouldn't know the history. Yeah, you would just have to trust your stylist. And she's still like, she's youth, like a baby. Yeah, she's like twenty two. Maybe I have no clue. Maybe 21. Like, she's still definitely a baby. <gasps> I've just seen the thing about Suzanne. Yeah. That was recently. Oh, yeah. my God. I thought this was, like, 10 years ago. This no. was recently. <gasps> oh, my God. Way too recent for it to be. That is so bad. Yeah. That is yeah. so bad. Again, I thought we were talking about things that happened historically, like the Abercrombie and Fitch, Dodge and Gabbana, that kind of shit, or, like, the Victoria Secret Native American Indian headdresses. Yeah. This was today. This oh is my in, God. like, this is in current times. And it's just, like, oh, that's the thing that pisses me off. Is a lot of the older stuff that happens. I'm like, yeah, okay. It was cooked. 
there wasn't as much access to know about these things or to like be able to take anyone to task Mm. but now like everyone has social media and a voice and platforms it's like easier to call people out and be like what happened was not okay yeah so if you are still doing this kind of like decrepit bullshit getting a woman to work for ten dollars fuck to appear on a photo shoot that benefits your brand when you would have been paying the photographers the makeup artists the The models models, the creative directors like they would have been pumping money into that and they would like any more money ten dollars ten us dollars what is that gonna get you currently nothing it just makes me sad because that kind of if they'd paid her properly that would have potentially changed someone's life exactly because it's not like 10 pesos yeah like they'll not be doing anything with her no definitely not she'll just go back to her normal life that's that and it's oh it just it's so upsetting it's just such a like fucked up way to take advantage of someone yeah it is speaking of so this isn't people making taking advantage of other things but um and again this is like tiktok that i saw this on so i've noticed that tiktok is as i said earlier like adobe adobe premiere pro Mm. but you can do it from your phone which is amazing and then youtube has kind of become like the hub for cultural criticism yeah and on tiktok it's starting like i can see the platforms are starting to merge a little bit which is natural that's like the two huge video platforms yeah but i saw this gal got sued from Mm -hmm. chanel um because she was reviewing the advent calendar and it she paid like 825 or 875 for it i saw that i think you did Yeah. yeah And um, so she paid, yeah, fuck, eight hundred twenty-five. Those tiny little duster bags. Yeah, yeah, and she got like a sticker. Yeah, a sticker. That's so fucking bad. It's so insane. And again, it's like a lot of the things in that were very much like a. You can show that you're a person with Chanel. Yeah. Like it's that kind of like brand placement where people like see it it'll become like coveted it's that kind of like thing but also grow up chanel you don't need to sue someone for viewing your shitty advent calendar yeah like are you okay apparently it was for like defamation or something that is so bad the big brands and defamation i find the whole defamation thing insane because it's like just don't do stupid things yeah, I feel like it could be easier if they just didn't fuck up as consistently as they have been. Yeah, like Dolce & Gabbana, the fact that they even thought that that was like valid after the things that they said to then threaten for defamation, like the receipts were there. Yeah. Diet Prada didn't say anything that you didn't do or say. Yeah, they were just bringing awareness to it. Yeah, but they you posted it on the internet, but you had a conversation with someone on the internet saying those crook things like so how is that defamation that that's just fact posting it is fact posting that is simply what it is ah also one thing that i want to bring up yes cottage core oh yes. i feel like it is also exclusive i feel like the whole that girlism is exclusive and we talked about that in our anxiety podcast and that i get 
But the cottagecore vibe is also a type of exclusive. I have many, many words and thoughts on the cottagecore phenomena. Yeah, I like I like the vibe. I like where it's coming from. There's a Sims pack dedicated to like cottage living, and it's all yeah. based in around like the UK and blah blah blah. Cute, fun, lovely. Live on the farm, be off the grid, play with some fucking foxes. Yeah. What isn't fun is how the most popular cottagecore videos that I've seen are of the white skinny slow living mm-hmm. girls that seem to have enough money to pay for this off the grid house or seem to have enough money to do x y and z yeah. like are you a freelancer how do you make how do you exist oh i grow everything my own okay it is what does that mean exclusive thing of like like you and i talked about it this morning but it's like that superiority of yeah. being like oh look at me i'm gonna sit in my little albeit the clothes are fucking cute yeah i will say that yeah love the, the style everything about Fantastic. it is great but like i'm gonna sit in my little beautiful dress and pick strawberries and then i'm gonna go bake a cake with all my fresh strawberries and make <laughs> some jam and churn butter it's like who has the time yeah again it's that kind of like like what about your bills also how are you recording this footage because i'm pretty sure cottagecore shouldn't have phones if you're so off the grid Mm. living that wholesome life Mm. throw throw phones away Mm. start writing a letter send it to your pigeon that you've probably trained i i definitely feel like it it's anti-capitalist and for that obviously i'm obsessed with it but again it's that it's the that girlism or have you seen the new thing where it's like the early or the early 2010s grunge is back oh my god and so those two trends are now conflicting and i'm starting to see people like get on get on the waistie and like do the rock girl glam and you're like oh fuck well that was also an unhealthy lifestyle because that is what triggered a lot of eating disorders and that's what triggered a lot of those things the heroin chic look oh fuck i know and i've seen it on my dashboard enough times to go okay so this is happening yeah like this is really happening it's definitely it's definitely coming back as a thing which is concerning but yeah again exclusive yeah I mean, it's so hard because, like, people have their different style, and that's okay. Like, the things that I wear would not necessarily be good for everyone else. Yeah. Like, but I also don't feel like it's enough of a... (laughs) My style is not a movement. My style is just the way that I dress. Exactly. So it's not like me doing anything that is excluding other people. And there's no superiority. No. You just have your style, and it might be a little bit more of, like the grungy New Yorky kind of Londony vibe and that's fine it doesn't mean your style is standing for anything or you're ascribing to this idea yeah yeah I don't it's like the putting out there of things that like because you have this look and you're trying to portray that you have the lifestyle to go along with it that for some reason that makes you better than someone else yeah and that for me is like the massive issue with cottagecore because you can wear your cute little dresses and like cowboy boots and sit in a field like good for you but if you're just sitting around picking strawberries all day like that's not it's not something i particularly have an interest in yeah and i don't feel worse off yeah for not subscribing to that lifestyle yeah i i know i know a few people I know a few Mm. people who 
like they've said a number of times, oh, I don't know. I don't know how you live in Auckland. I just couldn't do it. Like it's just so busy, there's traffic everywhere. Or um, they don't really understand how on the weekends, holy fucking shit, we've got bills. We've got things to do. Like we have to buy a new fridge. I can't go sit in a field and pick strawberries. No. And I'd like to at some point. You that would go be to fun. Briscoes and yeah. Leemings. We literally need to buy. Please sponsor us. <laughs> I would happily take anything from Stevens. <laughs> um, we have to go do these activities. And they're like, oh, well, I just, I don't think I could ever, I don't think I could ever do that. And they really, there's like, a, again, it comes down to the sense of superiority. I don't give a shit if someone goes fishing and off the grid for a week. Power to you. I don't care if you dress in beautiful dainty dresses and you frolic in a lake. Lovely. That is kind of who you are. Congratulations. As long as, you, as long as you're not looking down on people for not being able to do that or not having the facilities to do that or not having the time or... Or just the desire. Thing. Yeah. Like fashion and choices and style and lifestyles are all different for a reason exactly and people should stop stealing other people's style and, and lifestyle yeah <laughs> yeah the, that girlism and the cottage coreism and like the grungy chic it's some people's literal lifestyle and that's cool and like live it up girl yeah love your, love your work Live it up, man. Live it up, whatever. You know, live it up. Live, live it, it up, up they. Peoples. Um, I no, I absolutely agree. I think people should be able to do what they like and not be judged for it. Unless you're doing a really, really shitty thing. Yeah, like Dr. Gabbana. Yeah. Dr. Gabbana. You I'm can't do, you. you, you cannot do what you like and not be judged for it. We are going to judge you. I, I am absolutely not perfect either. Like I fuck up regularly. So oh God, yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind being judgy because I'm judging myself a lot of the time. A lot of the time. Also, just one more thing about Abercrombie and Fitch. They only hire good-looking people. Oh, my God. I mean, are we surprised? Oh, my God. Actually, one more thing that's really recent. Oh, for fuck's sake. The brand failed to sign the new Bangladesh Accord on workers' safety in 2021. What was the factory that got burnt down? Was that Kylie Jenner's? Was that Bangladesh as well? I think so. Fucking hell, man. I'm always so disappointed. It's just, yeah. I mean, I think if we went, started going down the route of like the safety. Oh God, safety of workers? For workers in the industry will be here for like 70 years this will be the longest podcast. and i will be crying throughout the podcast <laughs> because weeping. it's so frustrating to me that so, people are not considered people i guess yeah. um why don't we why don't we flip it on its head i don't know if it's van or kane that says that but let's flip it on its head yeah. and talk about things that are like businesses and brands that are sustainable and are doing the right thing because i know this is something you're really passionate about yeah. The only one that comes to my head is Maggie Marilyn. Yeah. Because I don't know anything about most things. So who's doing really well and I guess why? I mean, Maggie Marilyn is an absolute powerhouse in terms of paving the way for like a sustainable fashion brand and also just being absolutely divine. Like every time she releases something, I'm like, oh, stop. So what's she doing? so beautiful? Let's talk through it. She's just super, clothes. like she goes into her like factories she knows all of her employees who are like working in there she knows where all of her fabric is sourced she knows the environment environmental impact of what they're taking i think that i think they might be 
Zero carbon, carbon neutral? I think so. Let's look I'm around. Gonna, I'm going to have a look. But, yeah, she is absolutely fantastic. Um, Natalie from Mina also, like, working really hard to get, like, mm. clothes that are, like, material that is sourced in non-problematic ways and make more sustainable clothing. Her, I think she owns a business with her mum. So they're a really good example of, like, a very inclusive brand. Like, mm. there's no, like, one person that this is made for. It's, like, a real for everyone kind of brand. Yeah. Which we love. And obviously they're, like, they're priced out of most out of most people's budgets, which is, yeah. again, fine. But at least if other people are starting this, starting this kind of path, then hopefully other businesses will follow suit. Because they just need someone to make that decision for them. Yeah, and I think, like, no one's expecting you to be perfect overnight. Like, I'm definitely not, Um, and that's okay. But I think just, like, thinking about it and sort of considering the impact that you might have on the planet, especially with your fashion choices, Mm. like, as long as you have that in the back of your mind and aren't, like, disconnected... I think that's the biggest thing for me is like I I definitely still shop from fast fashion things just because price yeah and like we kind of want it <laughs> yeah like and I love clothes yeah like no to be fair I'm pretty good at having things for a very long time I'm yeah considered shopper but yeah I'm not always gonna drop like $800 on a pair of pants no if I can find something similar for like Lowest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as much as it would be nice to support something like that, sometimes the voting with the wallets thing only really works when you have the capability to do so. Yeah. And some people just don't. No, and that's okay. It's just, yeah, think about it. Maybe don't buy a new outfit every time you have to go out. Yeah. Maybe don't buy from Shein. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm Maybe so sick of those like one thousand dollar hauls on Shein. I'm and like all the little plastic bags that all, all these like them. individual things come in. Can you imagine the microplastics in the actual items? Like it's just very unhelpful. The real like oh I like I think with clothes for me especially you shouldn't be able to say oh this only cost me five dollars. Yeah, because the company the will be making a profit on that. Yeah. So then, how were the workers paid? Where was this like material coming from? Yeah. How did the production team get it from wherever it was made to here? How much were they getting paid? Like, there are so many costs that go into a an item of clothing. Yeah. That people should be being paid more. And it shouldn't be able to cost you. I think like misguided did a one dollar bikini, but it's like <gasps> nothing should be able to cost this little. Yeah. Without massively negatively impacting someone's life. Yeah. And those are, you know, the workers in the factories. Yeah. And a it lot always of is. Big brands are just like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. They won't think about it. So you, as a consumer, can start thinking about it. You don't have to like turn into a miracle person overnight but just 
being conscious yeah being conscious of fashion choices and again i think you're right i i know glassons isn't great with their fast fashion but i have a jumper that i bought in 2014 yeah from glassons because if i buy clothes i'm expect i'm gonna i'm gonna wear them for a while and well, exactly that's kind of is what it is and who like we've all kind of been or at least i have been through a phase of every time i went out i bought a new top but since I don't know, COVID and learning about sustainability and understanding it properly. And it's even like, it's a forefront of our mind now. Like it's on TikTok. Mm. There's kind of no excuse to be ignorant. No. Um, but hey, look, I think we can say that yeah. because that we're not like struggling to survive. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the moment, even though it kind of is, but like that was a different way. <laughs> I mean, like every single person is right now, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Every single normal person. Yeah. <laughs> having beans and canned tomatoes for dinner yeah fantastic live laugh love okay well that might be us unless you have anything further i don't i feel like we've just this has been a real real long one real waffle Uh, i think it's been necessary look to summarize if you've made it this far um dr gambana bad abercrombie and fetch bad victoria's secret bad most fashion houses are pretty, like, at some level. Questionable and bad. Questionable and or bad. Maggie Marilyn, love Good. you. Maggie Marilyn, beautiful. You're amazing. You'll All never right. be cancelled. Which happened out then. Bye. <laughs>